0: Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. So we asked them, why are you fearful? Fearful, two words, fearful. Why are you full of fear? You're going to have to ask yourself that question. Why am I full of fear? of fear. Knowing that Jesus is right here with you, knowing that you have the Word of God, knowing that you know the Word of God, he asks the question, why are you full of fear? Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message all right well good morning everybody good morning everybody that's in the house of god today good morning good morning to all of our online communities that are gathering all of, all around all over the world it may be morning where you are afternoon or maybe it's night i don't know but where if you are listening or watching right now we want you to know that we're praying for you we've been praying for you this morning as a matter of fact and we'll continue to do so so thank you so much for joining us today Well, we're going to continue in the series entitled Net Fishing, Net Fishing, and uh, we're going to be subtitling, subtitling today's message, fire, fire. It's kind of strange to talk about fire when you got all this water behind you. Praise the Lord. But we're going to be talking about today, fire. And this is so needful for us to understand in these last days, so needful to understand. We're going to go back to a very familiar uh, um, text of scripture that the Lord has given to me to give to you today. We're going to go into the book of Matthew, Matthew, the eighth chapter, Matthew eight, very familiar. And I want to show you some things that the Lord also showed me. And I pray that it resonates with your heart as well. Matthew, the eighth chapter, we're going to read verses uh, 23 down to 27. And it goes like this. And when he was entered talking about Jesus, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Again, we're talking from the subject of fire. I want to show you this because this this so much talks about us today and what we're going through, what the world is going through at this very moment, the climate. That we're in. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. So this is what I want you to see here. As we go back, let me hold for a second, please. As we go back up to verse number twenty-three. Verse twenty-three starts with the Lord leading the disciples. He's leading his disciples into a testing period. The Bible says in verse 23 that he entered into the ship and his disciples followed him. Well, that's the same thing that Jesus did, being led of the Spirit into the wilderness, into a time of testing, into a time of trial. The, the, the Lord's followers, his disciples, are following him. They're being led into a testing period. Look at verse 24, and it says, and there arose a, there arose a great tempest in the sea insomuch so much that the ship was covered. That's our first point there today. The ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Notice the ship was covered. You can underline that word covered or just make a mental note of it. The ship was covered. I want you to see how graphic this is. The ship was covered. If you research that word covered there in the Greek, you'll find that the word covered means to hide. It means to conceal, hide. I'm not sure if you've ever played the game game before, hide and seek. Well, hide simply means that you're no longer seen, but the thing that is covering you is seen. You are in a secret place now. You are hidden. The ship was covered or hidden or concealed by waves. And that talks about us right now at this very moment because as the ship is covered with waves or are really as the globe, this global pandemic and everything that's covering the world right now, uh, you can't really see the hearts of people. All you really see is what's covering them. All, All you really see is the panic You see the fear, you see the dread, you see the sadness, you see the doom, you see the gloom. All you see are the waves. You don't really see what's going on deeply on the inside of that person. They're being covered at this moment by the waves, covered by the waves, of course, representing the problems. The the, the waves representing the, uh, the trouble that they were in. The waves representing the danger. Our whole lives are being covered at this moment. Covered. Everywhere you look, people's lives are being covered with trouble. Now, again, so in our case today, this whole global pandemic, um, people, the waves can represent the COVID-19 virus. It represents deaths, massive deaths by the millions worldwide. Terrorism covers people, um, food shortages, gas shortages, massive layoffs. Investments being lost or stock market crashing and there is a a constant loom over our heads now of, of a, yeah another stock market crash of another recession that's hanging over our heads in the United States of America. So people are wondering, will I have enough food? Will I have enough money? What's going to happen tomorrow? Suicide rates are rising higher and higher. People are afraid, they are worried, and they are confused. These are the waves that are covering us right now, that are covering our lives. Uh, So understand something, as these waves are covering us, as we're hidden by the waves, something is going on in secret. And there are two things that can possibly be going on in this secret place. One, you can be fearful. That is, you lack peace. Or two, you're at a perfect peace. Either you lack peace or at a perfect peace. What's going on with the disciples now at this moment was that they were terrified. They were doubtful. And they were uh, their unbelief was now being revealed. This fire that was happening at this moment was revealing to them their heart. Now, this fire, this trial, this testing period did not cause them to be afraid. Let me, show you, let me tell you this. The waves or the pandemic or deaths and all this stuff When all this stuff happened, it didn't cause people to be afraid. It simply revealed their fear. The fear was already present. The fire revealed what was already on the inside of them. And this was actually merciful because the Lord allows this fire, allows this trial of your faith. He allows this to show you an area of weakness, to show you what's he knew already existed because there are some things that you cannot see until fire is applied. There are some things that you will never know about you until fire is applied. Now for a deeper insight into the heart of the disciples at this moment, let's go to the book of Mark. Let's go to Mark the fourth chapter. I want to show you this Mark 4, uh, 38 Mark 4, 38 says this, and he was in the hinder part of the ship. Same account. Asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest not that we perish. Don't you care about me? Now they're talking to the same Jesus that they eat with every day. The same Jesus that they have seen work miracles, signs and wonders, the same compassionate Lord that touches, The lepers and lepers become clean. The same compassionate Lord that raises people from the dead. Several times in scripture, the Bible says Jesus was moved by compassion, moved by love to heal and deliver and so forth and so on. But now that they're in the midst of this fire, they say, Lord, don't you care about me? Now, their lack of their lack of faith in him was already present. But they just could not see it until they got in the midst of it. Our doubt that we have in God, our doubt, now there are many places that you can have rocket-sized faith. I mean, your faith could, could reach the heavens. But then there are other places that it barely goes above the floor. But you only see that when fire is applied. And the Lord allows these times to come to, so that we can sure up our foundations for the time, for there will come a time, a something really horrible, really bad that will come, and you'll need to stand in that evil day. There will come an evil day for all of us. And if your faith has not been tested and tried, if you you go out to the devil and you say, all right, devil, I'm ready for you, and you have not been tested and tried, the enemy is an expert at seeing your area of weakness. And if you have not gone through that fire so that it's been revealed to you so that you can pray on that, so that you can confess that thing, so that you can be shored up in that word, shored up in that foundation, when you go before the enemy, he's going to knock you down. Your peace like theirs will collapse in the midst of fire. So they said in in Mark 4, verse 38, they said to the Lord Jesus, they said to Jesus, the one who would come to die for them, the one who is the lover of their soul. Don't you care that we're going to die? Now, this was already in their hearts. He knew it. Now, listen to the question. The question the Lord Jesus asked was, why? Let's go back for a moment. I want you to see it once again. Let's go back to Matthew, the 8th chapter, Matthew 8. Look at verse 26. Matthew 8, verse 26. Look at the question. Let's read the verse again. It says, and he saith unto them, why are ye fearful? Now, that seems to be a strange question. Jesus We're in the midst of this sea, and the waves are covering the ship. Waves are supposed to be underneath the ship, Jesus. You may not know how this whole boating thing works. Let's school you for a minute, Jesus. The water stays under the ship, and then the boat stays on on top of the water, and that's how we float. Why are we afraid, Jesus? Well, what's meant to hold me up is now covering me. That's why I'm afraid, Jesus. Is because, you know, all this stuff is happening and it's not supposed to be happening all around me. The Lord's saying, hey, I made water. I made buoyancy. I made the technology that makes your boat work. I understand the conditions. You don't understand. Why are you afraid? That's the pointed question. In the midst of this, all this panic around us, in the midst of this lack and scarcity, in the midst of terrorism and COVID-19, somebody sneezes around us, somebody coughs around you, somebody gets more than two inches or or less than six feet from you, why, the Lord said, why are you so afraid? Don't you understand, Jesus? And then you watch the news. Jesus, then you watch the news. And have not you heard about how many people have died, how the hospitals are filling up? Haven't you heard it, Jesus? And it's a terrible thing. Why are you asking me? Why am I afraid? Now, listen, he didn't ask the question, what are you afraid of? He said, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Because it may not have anything to do with the pandemic for you, with viruses for you. Why are you afraid of not having money? Why are you afraid of not having any friends? Why are you afraid of being lonely? Why are you afraid of this, that, or the other? Why are you afraid? Because remember, the fire comes to show you the area of weakness in your life. And we don't like it. They did not like this experience. We do not like it. When a weakness is revealed, we do not like it. But the Bible says, and we'll look at this. The, the Bible says, uh, count it on joy when this stuff happens. Why? Because God's showing you an area of weakness that if we get this thing right, we get it straightened out. Then on the evil day that is coming, you'll be able to stand and your faith won't collapse. Your peace won't collapse. He's doing you a favor. Count it all joy. When he points to that part in you, look at this. Count that all joy. So he asked them, why are you fearful? Fearful. Two words. Fearful. Why are you full of fear? You're going to have to ask yourself that question. Why am I full of Of fear, knowing that Jesus is right here with you, knowing that you have the word of God, knowing that you know the word of God. He asked the question, why are you full of fear? Why? 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 The Lord asked that question of me. I'm telling you, I was really seeking him and I think I was brushing my teeth or something coming out of of our, our um our bathroom at home and my wife looked at me as I was coming out. She said, what's wrong? I said, Lord, just dealt with me. Why? And it's a very piercing question. Why are you fearful? And he begins to answer that question in the very next part of the verse. The very next part of the verse, he says, "O ye of little faith. That reveals part of the answer. It really says that we don't believe him as much as we thought we did. (laughs) That's what the fire comes to do to show you the level of your faith. If fear is present, then that means I really don't believe you in this area. I really don't believe you as I should in this area. That's why. I'm fearful. That's why we're fearful. That's why the disciples were fearful in the midst of it. That's why they cried out, God, don't you care about me? Don't you love me? Why why are you letting this happen to me? That's why. Because we really don't believe him like we thought we did. And that makes for a very hard confession. If it's in the area of finances, you're going to really have to confess Before the father, father, I really don't believe that you'll supply my needs. If it's an area of healing, I really don't believe that you'll heal me. I'm not saying that I don't believe that you're a healer or that you're a deliverer or that you're a provider. I'm saying that I really don't believe that you do it for me. Or that you do it in time. That's what fear says. That's what they meant when they said, don't you care if we perish deep inside in the very core? Because the fire burns all the way down to the core of us. Because we can be one way around people. But the fire gets to the very root of this. And this is what I heard the Lord tell me. And this is what I'll tell you this as well. I heard this. No matter what happens. No matter what you see, you can always trust in me. I said, yes. I said, yes. And that began to settle my heart. Let me read it again. He said to me, no matter what happens, no matter what you see, you can always trust in me. You see, they were meant to have peace in the middle of the storm. Instead, their peace collapsed in the middle of the storm. It fell apart. Their life fell apart. The Bible says that in the last days, men's hearts will fail them because of fear. Heart, not only talking about the organ that pumps your blood, but the center of your life, the center of you, your world, the center of your world will collapse, will fall apart. It will fail because of fear. So they were meant in that day of the storm, and that meant in that day when all the waves, when when all the calamity, all the news reports, all the all the Facebook postings, when everybody's saying death, doom, and agony, all of these are waves. This whole world is covered in waves, and you can either be at peace in the midst of the waves, or you can be fearful in the midst of the waves. You can have so much peace that you sleep in the midst of it. You refuse to worry or to give it all. The Lord's got me. No matter what you see, no matter what happens, no matter what you see, you can always depend on me, the Lord says. Let's consider this. Let's consider, let's consider Matthew 14. Matthew 14. Let's look at a few verses here. Matthew 14. Verses 28 through uh, 33, Matthew, Matthew 14, verse 28 through 33. Listen to how this reads. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou bid me come unto thee on the water. Well, this is when, of course, Peter is going to walk on the water, right? Jesus is coming also in the midst of another storm. In In the middle of another storm, he comes walking on the water. Peter says, Lord, If it's you bid me coming to you in the water, let's go to the next verse. Verse 29 says, and he said, the Lord said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Understand Peter was very confident when he asked Jesus, can I walk with you? Very confident that I can do what you are doing, Jesus. Very confident. Well, let's go on to the next verse. Verse 30 says, but when he saw the wind, boisterous, he was what? Afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Look at that. Notice this. Peter wasn't just afraid on the water. He was already afraid. Look at the question in verse 31. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? In other words, why did you doubt? Why were you afraid? I'm right here. He said, I'm right here. And when they came, and when they were come into the ship, the wind, what, ceased. Verse 33, then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying of a truth, thou art the son of God. Same question, Lord's asking, why are you fearful? Where did you doubt? Why did you doubt? The doubting didn't didn't just occur on the water as Peter was walking. It was already in his heart on the ship. The water just simply revealed. The fire revealed what was already there. Consider this also in Mark, Mark 14. Let's look at this. Mark 14, verse 29 and 31, also with Peter. Consider what he said here. Some things are hidden, and you won't know it until the fire is applied. Let's look at Mark 14. Verse 29 through 31, it reads like this. But Peter said unto him, although all shall be offended, uh, yet, will, yet will not I. Look at verse 30. Jesus saith unto him, verily I say unto thee, that this day, even in this night, before the conqueror crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. Look at what Peter said about that. But he spake the more vehemently. If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise, also said they all. Seemed like Peter's mighty confident. He spoke very boldly. If I should die with you, Lord, I'm not going to deny you. Well. Jesus told him, Peter, before that rooster crows twice, you're going to deny me. You're going to even deny that you ever knew me. No, I'm not going to do it. Peter, let me show you what's in you. This rooster, let me show you what's in you. You don't know what's in you, Peter. I know what's in you. And the Lord's going to allow the fire to show him what's in him so that he can, so his foundation can be shored up. Now, listen, the key is the disciples were, again, already afraid before these events occurred. The events did not make them cowardly. They simply manifested what was hidden from them all along, all along. The fire came to reveal the hidden weakness so that they could, so that that they will be able to, Uh, repent so that they will be able to confess it and get shored up against the evil day that was coming because there would be a, a day coming. And the Lord said, I've got to get you ready. You think that you're all of that, but I have a fire that will burn all of that, burn it all up to the core so that you can see. And fear is an indicator that in some area of the life, we really don't believe him like we should. Are you hearing? So the Lord worked with Peter. And as the evil day came, Peter was able to stand. In Acts the second chapter on the day of Pentecost, what did Peter do? Peter stood up boldly in front of the ones that executed Jesus, boldly, and said, Let it be known to you all. That this Jesus, whom you crucified, is both Lord, God, King. He is Christ. Boldly, wow! What happened? To the man that was just denying him, the man that, yeah, when he went through the fire of it all, he came out strong. Isn't that something? This same man in uh, in Acts of twelve chapter, when uh, the courts had just executed James the Lord's brother and they caught Peter and they're going to execute him the very next day. What is Peter doing that night? He sleep. His peace did not collapse. <laughs> His peace did not collapse. Still very much intact because he allowed the Lord to take him through the fire and to shore him up, sure him up. Now, those same waves were crashing, but that house did not fall. It did not overcome him. It did not overwhelm him. He was able to stand. So much so, let me show you this in Acts, the fourth chapter, verse 13. Just one verse. Acts, the fourth chapter, verse 13. And this is how it reads. It says, and when they saw, talking about the the court, the, the Sanhedrin, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled, and they took counsel with them that they had been with Jesus when they saw their boldness. You see, the wicked flee when no man's chasing him, but the righteous are bold as lions. The righteous are bold. What happens? You have to become that way because the Lord sees, hey, Yeah, you say that you are ready. Yes, I got you. I know you love me, but there's a weak area in your life that only the fire will reveal. And the Lord gives us some advice to understanding this fire. Let's go to, again, James, the first chapter. Let's go to James 1. Look at verse 2, 3, and 4. Are you still with me today? The Bible says here, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse Temptations or tests or trials when this fire comes. Be joyful. Get a new mindset about this. When you feel that fear, when you feel those waves, be joyful. Hallelujah. God is favoring me. woo God is favoring me. Be with joy. Are you hearing me? He says, count it on joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. Why? That you may be perfect and entire, lacking, rather wanting nothing. God said, I'm trying to get everything to you. You're not going to need anything when I'm done. Every area of your life will have will be complete. You will have all that you need in every single area, but it all comes through fire. He says it is the testing of your faith, the trying of your faith. Let's look also at James, same chapter, or rather the next chapter, James 2, verses 18, 19, and 20. As faith also has to do with works. Look at verse 18, James 2, verse 18. It says, Yea, a man man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Verse 19, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. See, they believe, but they have no works to show for. Verse 20. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? There's a connection between faith and works. There's a connection between faith and works. If your faith is being tried by fire, so are your works. There's a connection between faith and works. If your faith is is being tested by fire, so are your works. Let's look at that in 1 Corinthians 3. As we begin to close, 1 Corinthians 3. Let's look at verse number 12 through 15. 2, 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 15. Look at this. It says, now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, verse 13, and we really want you to see this, every man's works Every man's work or every man's faith. You see this? Every man's work or every man's faith shall be made manifest. It's going to be clearly seen. Your works, your faith will be clearly seen. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by what? By fire. It shall be, be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. It will reveal your faith. This testing period, and it's all just a test. This trial is all just a test to reveal what's there before the terrible day comes. Look at verse 14. If any man's work or faith abide which rather if any man's uh, work abide or his faith abide or still remains, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, it shall suffer. Rather, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire, this testing or trial of faith, faith is merciful. It is merciful. It is God revealing a weakness that's in your life. The presence of fear lets you know that there is a weakness. There is somewhere in your life that you do not trust God as you should, that your faith is not built up in him, in his word, as you should be. When fear comes, it lets you know this is an area that we're going to need to repent This is an area because understanding, uh, understand something, fear or doubt of God. Worry when you're worrying that God won't do something because that's that's all of that is sin. And we have to confess that before the Lord, because what we're actually saying is, God, I don't believe you. I'm not saying you're a liar, God. But I'm saying I don't believe what you're saying to me. That's what's actually going on. So we need to confess that as sin, confess it as sin and repent of it. We need to be honest with God and honest with ourselves because the father already knows. He already knows. We need to say again, if we're fearful of getting the virus, fearful of dying prematurely, if we're fearful of not having enough money, fearful of being attacked by terrorism, Whatever area it is, fearful of losing all of our investments, fearful of being alone. Whatever your area is, wherever there is fear, confess it and just be honest. Lord, I know you're a healer. Your word says that you're a healer, but I don't believe that you'll heal me. Lord, I believe that you're a provider. But I don't believe that you'll provide for me. I confess that is sin. It is sin and it is wrong because you've never done anything. Never done anything to indicate that you are unfaithful. Your word says that you are faithful and that you would always be there for me. So I confess that before you. And I confess that, Father, you are more than enough, that you are my healer. You are my provider. You are my provision. You are my power. You are my strength. You are my everything. Lord, I confess it before you. And now I ask you to shore up this foundation. Help me to get in your word and declare what you have said and declare what you have said until faith comes in an area. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm declaring the word of God, declaring the word of God, and I'm praying and I'm I'm confessing. I'm confessing out this fear. I'm confessing out this doubt. I'm confessing out this worry. I'm not letting it stay in the dark somewhere because when it stays in the dark, the enemy can control it. He can manipulate it. I'm not in denial of this. Yes, you still love God. Yes, we still love God. But there's an area there, that spot right there, that needs to be dealt with. The Lord said, I've got to deal with that spot. How do I know what spot it is? Where is your fear? I don't know, Lord. I don't know where I'm weak. Fire coming up. And when the fire comes, rejoice. Rejoice. And have great joy that you have been favored by God Almighty. It's not going to feel good, but get joy. I mean, have joy knowing that because of this fire, when that great evil day comes, you're going to stand like Peter. Bold. You're going to stand strong and your faith will not collapse. Your peace will not collapse. You'll be strong on that day. And you will say boldly, I believe in Jesus. And when the enemy comes with his mess, won't even phase you. Won't even phase you. So let the Lord have his way and you'll be like that man. We might as well stop here in Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Matthew 7. I'm going to stop with this. Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27. I want you to catch the flow of this. I want you to catch the flow of this. Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27 says this, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and blew, rather, and, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock, a rock. And every man that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, he is likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. So in the midst of this fire, in the midst of these waves, where the waves are crashing all around us every day, we can hear the waves crashing. We can see how tall these waves are. And as we're fearful right here, as we're with Jesus, we have the presence of the Lord. We have his word and we know he's with us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. We can either be one Fearful. If we're fearful, talk to Jesus, Lord. Evidently, I don't believe you like I thought that I did. I confess my fear. I confess, Lord, that I really don't believe that you care about me. Would you clean clean my heart? Would you make me whole? Would you help me to get built up in your word? I confess it before you. so that we can stand in the evil day that is coming. There will be a day of great pressure. Not just globally, but every individual person will have an evil day they have to fight through. And on that day, you will be ready when you let the fire of God come and show you the weakness. Confess it. Talk to him about it. Get built up in the word and be strong. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to deal with our hearts and that we would confess our weaknesses before you and even confess them before others so that we may be healed Lord I pray that even in that time as you deal with us that you will help us to strengthen that part of our foundation I thank you Lord that that you're merciful and that you're kind to us and I pray Lord that once this revelation hits we'll count it all joy and that we will not be overrun by fear, not be overrun by COVID-19, by terrorists or by massive deaths or layoffs and not be overrun by stock market crashing and all of these things that happen in the world. But We'll know, Lord, that no matter what we see, no matter what happens, no matter what we see, we can always depend upon you. We can always trust in you. Lord, I pray favor and great grace upon all those who are listening and all those who are watching. I pray your blessings upon all those who are listening and all those that are watching right now. Keep them, Father, in perfect peace as their minds are stayed on you. In Jesus' name, I declare the blessing of the Lord upon you, upon your households. Receive it now in Jesus' name.